You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Hey there, you're joining me for episode 265. This is our Mother's Day special, and I've got a great guest for you today. If you're a dad listening, please share this show with your wife or significant other that's special in your life. I think this is going to be a really good message today. Last week, I did a solo show, and I was talking about managing difficult parental differences, and I also answered an important COVID question. So if you missed that, go back and take a listen to that. And coming up later this month, I've got some some good shows for you. I have a couple of solo shows. I'm going to do a Q&A about me. Uh, you still have a couple of days to get those questions in, as well as I'm doing one on cultural differences in the blended family, which will be really interesting. And then I've got some great interviews coming up as well this month. Um, I do have some newsletter issues that I've been trying to rectify. You'll notice that I haven't sent out a newsletter in a very long time. Back in December, I had sat down to do it and there was something wrong with my program. And I just sat down this week to kind of fix it up, how to make some changes, just some basic changes for now to get it up and going. And then I realized after I sent it out today, for those of you that are on the list, you'll notice there was still a little bit of a glitch, no big deal, but I'm working on fixing these issues. I have a lot of things that I need to get up to par. Like some of these things were set in place six years ago when I started the show, like my intro and like my, you know, opt-in for my newsletter. And these are all things that I'm slowly changing around and revamping. I'm going to be revamping my site and my photos and all of that. But, you know, this year just kind of, well, it did us in. So I haven't really had time to work on that stuff. Um, And it's just been difficult. So I'm slowly starting to look at those things. So just please be patient with me if you see that things aren't uh, looking perfect or there might be some changes here and there. That's why I'm working on those things. But you can still subscribe to the newsletter at blendedfamilypodcast.com slash subscribe. I will hopefully be getting more consistent at sending out at least one per month. It should just be one per month. I shouldn't say at least. It should only be one per month unless I have something really important to say um, and I won't spam you or anything like that. Okay, so today I've got this Mother's Day interview for you, but I just wanted to give you a little bit of a message of my own before we get there because I know that Mother's Day is just one of those days for us, right, for moms and stepmoms where We have these expectations and often we get let down and every year it seems to happen. I get emails and letters from you guys saying, gosh, you know, I was really hoping it was going to go this way, but it didn't. And I understand. But what I would ask you to do is to maybe remove some of your expectations. And I've learned this after many years, you know, because I used to get upset. I used to have high expectations, too that I was gonna have these magical Mother's Days. And then what would happen is sometimes I would try to get everybody together and there would be fighting or chaos and drama or whatever it might be and it would ruin the day. And then there were other years that I thought, well, hey, I'm just gonna you know, maybe have a Mother's Day for myself. And then you know, there were other things that would come with that, letdowns from the kids. And it was very, very difficult. And you know, 
we have expectations of what you know we expect others to do for us but there's also expectations of what other people expect from us too right so if we're a mom that says you know what i'm so stressed out i'm so tired all i really want for mother's day is just a few hours of peace and quiet to myself maybe that mom has been quarantined with the kids all year because of covid and she's been homeschooling and she just wants a few hours to herself and then you have the other moms that are judging her and saying well what kind of mom are you that you don't want to be with your kids on mother's day um, so it goes both ways and i just think that expectations need to be dropped all around and we should never judge anyone else on what they want for their mother's day because we don't know what's going on on a regular basis in that person's life you know i think that you should have the mother's day that you want to have i i don't think you should wait for others to give you the mother's day that you want you know sometimes we hint around or we expect people to know or we expect them to just do a really good job in planning something because maybe we know what we would do for them. But then we're let down always when we do that. You can give yourself a nice Mother's Day. You don't need permission from anybody to do that. So what do you want this year? Do you want a massage? Do you want some time alone? Do you want something new? Breakfast in bed? Do you know that it's okay to have that? I had a client once, we were talking one day, and she was telling me how she enjoyed one time being, she was injured, or I think she had an operation or something, and she said, you know, it was good because I actually had an excuse to not do anything. And I thought that that was so sad, but I've done that before too. I remember I used to think, you know, if only I was like in the hospital, not really anything terrible, but just enough to where I'd have to be there to get just a couple of days of rest, right? Have you have you ever thought that to yourself? And why, as women, do we feel guilty to rest or to do something that we enjoy? Why do we always feel like we have to be taking care of someone or working or doing chores instead of nurturing ourselves and practicing self-care? Well, you know what I've learned this year? I deserve to rest. I deserve to do things that fill my cup. Us moms spend most of our time filling up everyone else's cup, but we can't sustain that. Eventually, our cup room's empty, and if we try to continue that way for too long, well, we'll get sick, we'll be miserable, and we just won't be okay. And how can we be the best moms to our kids if we're running on empty and we have nothing left to give? And do you think for one minute that your kids want you to be unhappy? They don't. But they don't always show us that, right? I know. They don't always tell us that they love us every day and they appreciate us. But you know what? You don't need to hear it. It would be nice, I know. But you can be the one to tell yourself those loving things and what a great mom you are. You could pat yourself on the back. You could give yourself the love that you deserve and the gifts that you deserve. You know, sometimes we just need to be the loving person that we need in our life. When we're always so busy looking for other people to fulfill that in us, we get left disappointed. So I'm hoping that you get everything you want this year for Mother's Day. But I want you to know that I love you. I think you're doing a great job, you moms and stepmoms. I wish you a peaceful Mother's Day, whatever that means for you. But I strongly, 
strongly encourage you to do something that brings you joy. And speaking of joy, my guest today is going to show you how to invite more joy into your life. So please enjoy this special Mother's Day episode with a very special woman and mother right after a quick word from our sponsor. Living the Good Life Naturally is a self-care company focusing on magnesium. Statistics show that up to 50% of the U.S. population is magnesium deficient, which can cause a multitude of health issues including headaches, muscle cramps, seizures, hair loss, and more. Kristen Bowen, founder, created the company out of her own personal health struggles, so she really cares, and she has a mission to help others achieve optimal health. I myself am a huge believer in these products, and I use them on a daily basis. It's been especially helpful for my anxiety and my pain. Try the magnesium soak, the magnesium spray, or the delectable bath bombs for an extra treat. And check out the website to see the entire product line and learn more at livingthegoodlifenaturally.com. Or you can go back and listen to episode number 237 when Kristen was on this show. Don't forget to use my promo code BLENDED to receive a special discount. Order today and get your health back. Linda Cormier is one of the most sought-after personal development speakers, coaches, and business executives today. She's both the published author and facilitator of the award-winning Breakthrough Living Personal Development and Coaching Program, the creator of the Roots and Wings Initiative that teaches leadership, personal growth, and team to teenagers and young adults, as well as the co-founder and the co-CEO of GIA, an international wellness company that Linda guided from a local startup to an international multi-million dollar success story. Following years of success in sales and corporate training, Linda lent her formidable expertise to executives of Fortune 500 companies in a variety of industries. The results from Linda's success formula speak for themselves as she's helped businesses grow their sales from as little as $20,000 per month to over $10 million per year, while also helping thousands of individuals reach their personal, physical, relationship, and career goals. Linda has also been selected into the elite circle of 10 inspirational, phenomenal global women and will be featured in an upcoming PBS documentary and book about the new paradigm for changing the world. In 2020, she launched her personal coaching and leadership program, The Journey to Heroic Joy and the Heroic Joy Academy, which help aspiring women entrepreneurs step into their personal power by discovering their North Star goals. Linda resides on the beautiful Southern California coast with her husband and two daughters who she calls her daily inspiration. I know that was quite a bio, but you are such a successful woman, Linda. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I um, appreciate the introduction and it is um, humbling to hear it delivered in in its entirety like that. Yeah, well, you should be proud. That's a lot of accomplishments. Um, Yeah, of course. You know, we're approaching Mother's Day. And I'm so excited to have this conversation with you today, Linda, but today we're not really going to be speaking about just motherhood. Instead, I hope that together we can convey a message to all moms listening that just because we're moms, this doesn't mean that we don't get to live a life of joy or have our own interest. You know, sadly, motherhood 
comes with so much uncertainty, shame, overwhelm, fatigue, and heartbreak that those are the emotions that kind of get stuck on loop sometimes. And when that happens, we get stuck in negative patterns and self-talk, and that tells us that we don't deserve the life of our dreams. It's too late for us, or we'll never get past whatever present issue it is that we're struggling with. So I'm truly thrilled to have you on the show today, Linda, so that we can show women how to turn their lives into the lives of their dreams. Now, if you're a man listening, you can still listen, as Linda does work with some (laughs) select men, but please also share this episode with the woman you love. All right, Linda, you ready to go? Absolutely. All right, good. Well, before we get started, I really just want, I know that we we heard your bio and that's quite a lot of accomplishments, but I want to know a little bit more about you personally, your family, and maybe a little bit more about your journey to heroic joy. Well, I think it starts obviously with the way that I was raised. And I think that in and of itself is pretty unique. My mother is from Nicaragua. So I grew up speaking Spanish fluently. I have 27 first cousins. um, And my father was a blonde haired blue eyed surfer from Southern California who did not speak any Spanish whatsoever. And they also were of different religions. And so growing up, I have this incredible example of like, they were madly in love. So I had this incredible example of love. Um, But I also had an opportunity to experience what I now, I guess, teach, and that is to honor and value differences in people. I I really didn't have a choice. It was just kind of the tapestry of my, my world was that there was so much yeah, cultural differences, language differences, ideology, so many differences. And they all worked and wove together beautifully and perfectly. So I really do think that that was a huge part of of my growing up. My father was a successful entrepreneur. And I will say that by the time I was eight years old, I had already learned from him through kind of a funny conversation. But the end result was, you'll never have to worry about money if you focus on providing value. That's where money comes from. Mm -hmm. And, And that stuck with me. And I think that that was a, a really big part of my upbringing and also my mom's just love for life. She's 97 years young and still has this love for life. That's amazing. That's truly amazing. And I love what you said about honoring, learning to honor differences. And I think that my entire audience um, needs that information because we have blended families. And so there yeah. are a lot of differences. And so this is going to be a really great conversation. Wow, your mom, that's so, um, you're so blessed to still have her with us at this age. Um, oh. And yeah, that's that's really amazing. In fact, I'm just getting ready to do a culture show. So it's funny that you say that. Um, about what it's like to be in a blended family where there's two entirely different cultures, which is kind of like how you grew up. So that's really interesting that you said that. And so, um, so, so what does it mean then to live a life of heroic joy? What is that in your words? Well, uh, first of all, really quick, it didn't stop there because if you're doing a show on cultural differences, so my father was Jewish, my mother was, is Roman Catholic. So I grew up in that space. My first husband is black. My children are black biracial. And my second husband is from Austria. And I'm not, I'm, uh, you know, fair skinned, light eyes. And so my entire world has been, you know, I think we all go out to dinner (laughs) and we're all (laughs) together. Um, And I think people look at 
us and go, what, what is that? Is that some kind of club? <laughs> you know, and it's like <laughs> my family. Um, so I had to just say that, that, that those cultural differences did not stop. And, and I hope they never do in my life, to be quite honest. Um, it, and your question about heroic joy, I'll speak to that because I'm that like, you couldn't have asked me a more beautiful question. And the reason that I feel so strongly about those two words put together. So to me, the word heroic is applied to every single one of us. And I say that as women, whether we are moms or not, but especially moms, every day that we wake up, we get our kids off to school. We manage to get breakfast in. We go to work if we are working or we manage to get out of our pajamas on some days when the world feels like it's keeping in on us. We are living a heroic life when we put our heart, soul, passion, energy, and everything into what it is that we are doing. That is my definition of heroic. There are heroes around us every day. And yes, you know, the firefighters and, and the people that we think of, the neurosurgeons and, um, you know, the, the neonatologists who are going in and taking care of like tiny babies born early, all of that, those are glaringly obvious heroic endeavors. But I honestly believe that every single one of us is heroic when we're living our passion, when we're pushing through challenges and showing up every day, some days better than others, but trying. So for me, that's part of being heroic. And then joy this was really important. It's always been a significant word for me in my life, but I realized recently what I define joy as, is we can say that we love, but are we loving? So it's being and experiencing. So it's being joyful, but experiencing joy in other people. It's experiencing self-respect, but being respectful to others. It's being grateful, but showing appreciation. And so it's, for me, joy is the best, like every single positive adjective that you can think of, love, generosity, compassion, hope, respect, self-esteem, confidence, all of that, when you put it in a blender to me, is, is the wellspring for joy. And so it's, it's, yeah, it's a state of being. Yeah, you're like embodying joy. And I love that because we all need that right now, especially after this year and what we're still continuing to all go through. And there's been some really heavy stuff. Um, But I also appreciate what you said about just motherhood in general, because I think that moms and stepmoms, sometimes we all know that we don't feel that we get the credit that we deserve. And sometimes we ourselves don't give ourselves the credit that we deserve for realizing what a difficult job it is to even raise children, especially these days. And so thank you for saying that. I'm so excited about what we're about to talk about because I think that this is a conversation that is going to help so many because if we could all learn to live in our own joy, I think it would help our interactions with everybody else as well. I totally agree. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about women in blended families, Linda, because, you know, we have the added stress of relationships, stepmothering, co-parenting, educating our kids, and even balancing all that while being an entrepreneur for some of us. Now, I've done this, and so I know the weight of it. I've made myself sick by trying to do too much. So I would love to know what's your advice for women who are – so overwhelmed and already feel like they have so much on their plate, how can they possibly find time to pursue their own dreams and passions? Well, there's two things that come to mind, Melissa. One of of them is we always talk about being fully present, 
Um, for me, one of the greatest gifts that is the part of the journey to heroic joy is to be fully present for ourselves, to be fully present for our natural gifts. Um, my belief is that we are all endowed with seeds of greatness. We're all endowed with certain gifts. And as women, especially, I don't think that we always recognize that those natural gifts have value. Mm. Um, whether we're a good listener or whatever it might be. And, and that's a big part of what it is that when I work with them is helping them discover what their natural gifts are. And, and if they can use those gifts in their livelihood, that's amazing. That's like everything. But even until that were to happen, experiencing joy comes from using your natural gifts. If you think about anything that you do that comes naturally when you're able to do it, that feeling that you have, whether, you know, some people love to garden or they plant flowers and I can't keep a plant alive to save my <laughs> life. So I really admire that. And they find joy in taking whatever the time is. So being fully present for whatever the moments are, it doesn't necessarily mean quantity, but it means the quality of the time. So I think that's one thing that comes to mind. And I think the other, and I'm so excited because I've never thought of this in these ways before. So it's kind of just coming to me right now. One of the things we know is that if you are in a relationship with another person, what can compromise that relationship is unrealized expectations. So sometimes those things that we don't necessarily say, like our children, our stepchildren, for, for people who are stepmoms, we have an expectation that they might express gratitude or appreciation. And there's times where they do, maybe there's times where they don't, but the disappointment comes from that unrealized expectation. Mm -hmm. And as you're asking me this question, what I'm realizing is that the same thing holds true for us as individuals. When we have unrealized expectations of ourselves, that's what then compromises kind of our relationship with ourself. And so there's joy to be found in any given moment. A lot of it is a choice. And a lot of it is, I think, creating realistic expectations about what we can and cannot do and letting ourselves off the hook. Yeah. Yeah. And, and carving out the time, I think, you know, because we can all sit here and say, you know, I just don't have time. I, and I used to be famous for that. I don't have time for this. I don't have time for that. But if you really stop and think about it, we do have time. It's just about how we're prioritizing our time. And some of us are putting all of our focus on our kids. And that's okay. And depending on the ages of the kids, but we really do forget to nurture our own needs and our own wants. Um, and some of us feel even guilty doing that because we feel like, how can we take the time for ourselves when our family needs us and this friend over here needs us and our work needs us. But, um, and so I think we always put ourselves last in a lot of ways. And so um, I think it's super important to stop doing that, you know, to really take a look at how much time are you spending on yourself, on yourself. So um, do you agree with that, Linda? I do. And I think that culturally for women, or at least the way that I was raised and I'm 56. So just to put that out there, my children <laughs> are adults, but I know the way that I was raised is sometimes as women, we define ourselves by our capacity to nurture others. Mm -hmm. And so we find ourselves nurturing that friend, that the mother, the children, the children's friends, the friends of the friends who, you know, you want, I wanted them to be at my house. If they're going to play and we're going to barbecue, let's come over to my house to do that. So this, we define ourselves by our ability and the capacity to which we nurture others, but we're more than that. We are natural nurturers 
but we're more than that. And everyone knows the phrase, you can't give away what you don't have. And so when we do take care of ourselves, when we think of that as, um, it, it feels selfish and we don't usually, that's not something we have been like, cause literally you can't when your children are infants that, mm-hmm. that, you know, if you take care of yourself at their expense, there's obviously big consequences to that. But as they grow, I feel like we have a responsibility to exercise boundaries as an example to our children of self-respect, self-care. And that's where self-esteem comes from. Cause if you, if you are always saying yes and always on the output side of energy and giving and giving and giving, mm-hmm. there's a balance there that it, it goes out of whack. And so setting boundaries, not to block others away, but to guard and protect our own energy and our own heart so that we have something to give away. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's great. You know, another thing is like when, when you introduce yourself to somebody and somebody says, Oh, Hey, you know, what do you do? Or who, who are you? And a lot of people just, Oh, I'm a mom. I'm a mom, you know, but no, you're not just a mom. You're, you're a lot of things. And I think that we're just, we're so focused on, Oh, I'm a wife and a mom. And we don't really talk about who we are as people. And so that's just a good thing to think about. I want to talk about women and self-abuse, Linda, because women have so many limiting beliefs. Um, and we all know that we do this. We, we have that voice in our head that abuses us all the time. You're so stupid. You're so ugly. You're so fat. Whatever it is that we say to ourselves, why do we do this to ourselves? And I want to know how do we stop? This is something that I've been working on all year. And I've been getting better at the self-talk in my head and that's helping. Um, but I still have those limiting beliefs that I try to talk, you know, the things that we say like, oh, I'm, I'm anxious. That's even a limiting belief, you know, that you going around telling everybody that you're anxious. No, I need to stop that. And so help us with this. Well, first of all, what you focus on is what you create and our mm-hmm. thoughts are things. So you may have moments of anxiousness, but that doesn't make you if you have times of anxiety or times of anxiousness, it doesn't make you somebody who is always anxious. And the more you focus on something, the more it's, and I, I'm cautious in saying that because there clearly is, you know, generalized anxiety disorder and there's different, I don't want to go into mental health. Anxiety was just one small, I mean, it could be a million things that we say. Exactly. It is. But I hear, this is where the limiting beliefs come from. This is my life's work is helping people break through them. Part of the thing is this, we come into the world a blank slate. We come into the world, the essence of pure love. And all we want is to love and be loved. And then there's all these outside influences, good, bad, indifferent, obviously most of them not intentionally meaning to create limiting beliefs, but that's what happens. We have influences from our parents, from our brothers and sisters, from our teachers, coaches, aunts, uncles, everybody who's around us. So by the time we are five years old, we hear the word no, like 5,000 times more than we hear the word yes. Mm. And so what's happening from a very young age is we're being conditioned and influenced that certain behaviors are okay, other ones aren't because that's just the way that it is. And we get conditioned. But here's the really cool thing is at one certain point, you recognize that self-talk or those limiting beliefs. Once you, first of all, it's becoming aware of them. Once you're aware of them, we have the power to say, oh yeah, I knew you were coming. Right. Don't need you right now. (laughs) Like literally talk back to the voice and go, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I know that that's not me right now. And I don't need you. And there's strategies around how to 
you know, even amplify that even more. But having limiting beliefs is common. And I think part of the joy and the journey of life is figuring them out and then figuring them, figuring out what's on the other side of those and how liberating and and moving from fear more to freedom in our in our life. Mm, I love that so much. Yeah, I think that's a practice that we all need to do. Everybody needs to do that. Um, now, you know, one of the things that I think we hold back on, we, we said it a little bit earlier, that we're always taking care of other people first. And, you know, as women, we're very nurturing and caring, most of us anyway. And um, But I want you to talk about the importance of our our partner and our kids to see us practicing extreme self-care and actually putting ourselves as something important, um, not just putting them first. And so I want, I want to know, like, from the child's perspective and from the partner's perspective, how does that help them when they see the woman, the mother, the wife nurturing herself and practicing self-care? Well, I think our example, first of all, is always our greatest gift in, in humanity in general. Our example is really one of, you know, I think it's Emerson that said, what you do speaks so loudly that I can't hear what you're saying. Mm. And so, you know, I think if I knew then what I knew now, <laughs> like now my kids are adults and we talk through things, but, you know, like I'm imagining when my children were three and six, let's say, and if I was having a moment I probably by then would have taught them, you know, when you feel frustrated, a good idea would be to sit down and take a few deep breaths. Let me do that with you. Let's sit down together and let's take a few deep breaths because this, what you're feeling is a lot, right? And just for a child. Well, if I had done that when my kids were, you know, three and six, when they are 10 and 13, I could easily say to them, you know, when you're frustrated and you feel like you can't like contain yourself and we sit down and we breathe right now, mommy's feeling a little bit frustrated with something that doesn't have anything to do with you, but I need to sit down for a few minutes and just breathe. Would it be okay if you did that with me? Or would it be okay if you gave me that space right now, the way I've done with you? So we're raising our children through our example, but then we're also kind of respecting them by the time they're a certain age to say, hey, this is what we taught you. And I'm a human too. And I need to, to take some deep breaths right now. I need some time to make sure that my emotions don't get the better of me. Mm, that is so important what you said, that we are setting an example for them. I think so many of us try to be heroes and try to do everything. And, you know, sometimes we play the martyr or the victim just thinking I have all this stuff to do and I have no help and we don't take care of ourselves and we forget that we're not setting a good example when we do that. You know, happy moms create happier children. Kids love when their moms are happy and fulfilled. I know that my kids love it. They see me rest now. They never saw me rest for years and years. They did not mm -hmm. see me sit down and rest. And now when they see me in the bed, they're like, oh, mom, good. I'm so glad you're resting. Oh, yeah. It's what just, a great, oh, yeah. that has to be, that had to be a great moment the first time that happened. Yeah. You know, and it was never them. It was always me. I didn't yeah. let myself rest. They always wanted me to, they would always tell me to sit down and I just never allowed myself. And I realize now that they didn't like seeing that they wanted me to rest. They wanted to rest with me. And yeah. so, you know, my kids are a little bit older now, but it's never too late 
to start taking care of yourself. And, you know, just to remember that when you practice self-care, um, your kids learn that it's important to practice self-care for themselves. So that's so good that you said that, Linda. Thank you. Now, I noticed we're stepping into a very feminine energy in the world. You've probably noticed it. Many women are beginning to step up and get aligned with their passions. So it's really an exciting time for us women. And I think one of the main things that stops us is that we don't necessarily have the courage to step into our passion. We might have the idea, the plans, but something just stops us. So how do we take our ideas to fruition if we lack courage? Or I guess the better question I should ask is, how do we find the courage to move forward? Well, there's so many different answers I could give you, but there's a few that come like right mm -hmm. to mind with this. Like I was saying earlier, I believe that everyone is endowed with their seeds of greatness, their gifts, their passion. And if there is something that's calling you, if, if there is something that you're compelled and you have a passion around it, my advice is listen to that because your soul doesn't lie to you. Your mind will, the limiting beliefs are not yours. They're other people's that they put in there, but your soul saying, I want to do this. I've thought about writing a book. I was thinking about starting a YouTube channel, or I don't know, maybe I could do a blog or whatever the ideas are. Life is expanding through us. And, and so when we don't allow those to come out, we're denying kind of the world. And I'm not saying that like putting pressure on people like, oh, you have this responsibility. But to a degree, I've always said our dreams are both our, our privileges and our responsibility to manage them. And so my first thing is listen to those messages. If you're discontent and you want to expand and do something, that, that voice is coming through you. And I spend a lot of my time helping women find that voice, trust their voice and use the their voice because I do believe that the world is kind of waiting. It's almost like I've said this before. It's like a puzzle piece and your piece of what you can or want to contribute is empty until you do it. And so there's like this void out there until you step into it. And that's why I think right now, as you're saying, it's this amazing time that women, and I think it's, it's helping balance kind of the energies of the world, so to speak, mm -hmm. and that energy that you're talking about there, the, you know, one of the reasons I started the nonprofit and I was so fortunate to be friends with Dr. Irvin Laszlo, who's um, in his late eighties right now, but um, just incredible philosopher and, and educator and everything, author. Um, and he says, there's nothing more noble and nothing more urgent than to listen to the women to bring love and harmony to the world. And it is part of what compelled me to help work with women of all ages, um, but really in the next generation of leaders as well that could be 20, 30, 40 years old, yeah. because I think the world is waiting and the world needs us to step into our gifts and our passions. And so I think the courage can come from knowing that you, I don't know, I think all of us are miraculous, you know, the same. Yeah. Every single one of us. I, I tell my, my girls that are young ladies that I work with that you're a star wrapped in skin. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, we all have a purpose and it's about stepping into that purpose and finding it. I know one of the other things that holds a lot of women back is this fear of failure. It stops most people. And, you know, I always used to say in my business, let's fail forward um, because nothing is really a failure if you try because we learn from so many different experiences and we grow. So to me, nothing is a failure, but I would really like, Linda, for you to speak on the fear of failure a little bit. Well, I think there's the weight of perfectionism that is um, heavy on many, many, many people and many, many women. And I always, I joke around like thinking is highly overrated. You know, <laughs> what, what, um, what we're fearful of is usually what somebody else is going to think or that we're going to be judged or that it won't be the success that we thought. But I speak to the word that you used and that is courage. It's the attempt and the, it, it's, everything is about trying. And, you know, I think that, again, it's letting ourselves off the hook. And I'll sometimes go through an exercise with people when they really have a whole lot of fear. It's like, okay, so let's say that happened. Let's say you tried and it wasn't as good. What would you be alive? Like few things are fatal. Like, would you, what would happen? Well, I might be a little bit embarrassed. Okay. And then what? would you get through that? And most of the time they're like, well, yeah, I would like, okay, would you grow from it? So it's, if you're going to think, think through the best case scenario, we usually think through the worst case scenario. 99% of the things that we worry about never happen. Yes, that is so true. That is so true. Um, it's so important to keep a positive outlook. And I know that you are, well, I mean, that's your specialty, right, Linda? But for most people, keeping a positive outlook can be so hard right now, especially when the world's in chaos. But we know that a positive attitude is really, truly everything. Now, I'm an optimist, and I always try to see everything from a positive perspective to the point where I think I annoy people sometimes because... They're like, why do you have to be so positive all the time? But I think we can all agree that a positive mindset is essential, but we just don't always know how to get there. So I'd love for you to share some tips on how to do it and how to maintain that positive mindset, because that's the part that can be really tricky for many. Yeah. Well, that's like, I could do a whole three, three day retreat <laughs> on that because, and I, and I'm with you, I believe a positive mindset is really, um, I mean, it's critical in, in anything that you want to achieve, a relationship with your family, your children, your spouse, you know, th th having the positive expectation that something is possible and a possibility is, you know, stems from optimism. But I'll share with you one of the things that I've done forever. And I, I, I mean, I have to agree. It's probably the first time in my life in the last year and a half that I have found myself at sometimes, you know, like almost feeling catatonic, like the weight of the world and the, the tragedies and just hard that, that everything that we've all gone through. Um, it's probably the first time that I was stuck in my tracks for a little while and didn't know, like, how am I going to get back to joy? How, how is that going to happen? And that's the only way that change can happen. So but I, I do something and I've done this with my children ever since they were little. And whenever we are all together, we still do it. And these are five questions that I ask at the end of the day. And it's great to ask your kids or your team, whether you're an entrepreneur or your family, your spouse. And those five questions are really simple. The first is what was the best part of the day? 
And there's times that the day is over. That's the best part. It's over. <laughs> you know, that's as good as you can get. But what's the best part of the day? What are you most grateful for in the day? What did you learn? How did you help somebody? And what are you looking forward to tomorrow? And all of those five questions lead to a positive mindset. Even when it's hard to find something that happened that was good or hard to find something that you're grateful for in the most difficult of days, it could just be, I'm grateful for the fact that I woke up or I'm grateful for the fact that I'm feeling well and I'm not sick. Um, but when you, especially with my kids, they, they grew up knowing they were going to be asked every day, what did you learn today? Because life is about learning. How did you help someone today? Because life is about serving. And what did you? What are you looking forward to tomorrow? Because what we focus on is what we create. And so every day is the beginning of a new day full of possibility and miracles. So I wanted them to go to sleep every night thinking about something positive that they had to look forward to. Well, gratitude is everything too. And I'm so glad that you shared those questions. Um, I'm actually going to, I wrote them down and I'm going to start doing that myself because I do practice gratitude, but I really love those five questions because they do steer you in the right direction. Um, because as you said, our mind could start being like, well, what's the best thing that happened? Oh, well, yeah, but you know, this is the worst thing that happened. And then we start to go on this tangent. And so I like that the, the five questions keep you um, in a positive frame of mind. I love that you shared it with your kids as well. Um, and for the listeners, I will add those to the show notes because they're good and you should all consider doing that and teaching it to your kids as well. Um, Linda, I want you to talk about your offerings and your membership program because I, I think that you are... You're just so joyful. I can hear it in the way that you are. You exude it. And I love everything that you're about. And I think that for anybody listening today, if they feel that they would like to work with you, I want them to be able to have the information. Thank you. You know, it's funny. I started doing podcasts and I really didn't have any offering. I just, I, I like talking and meeting people and sharing. And because of COVID, I had fewer speaking engagements because we couldn't get together. So I was so mm. much Zoom and I started doing these podcasts. But honestly, I put together a program recently that I'm excited about because every um, monthly membership, it's $99 a month, but every month, $10 of that is going to go towards the nonprofit. And I've, I've just started it, but I've already gotten in alignment with a, a massive charity called Global Dignity that I'm so excited about, making sure that every child is raised with dignity in the world. Mm. Um, so, and for the program, someone would receive a MP3 file. It's just a short audio of a topic, um, whether it's forgiveness or initiative or enthusiasm or um, confidence, poise. These are some of the different topics. And so they get every month, they get that MP3 file, they get the transcript of it, then they get a little worksheet so they can focus on that whatever that topic is. And it's great for businesses or relationships, just kind of enhancing your overall quality of life and effectiveness. And then I also added, which I'm super excited about every other month for someone who subscribes, they get a surprise gift box in the mail from me. And it's going to be some of my favorite things. Every single one of the gift box will have a blank card with a stamp already on it. Cause I am an advocate of, creating moments of magic and surprise and just putting handwritten notes in the mail. So mm. it'll have a special, beautiful card. Um, it might have like a candle or a perfume sample that I love. And so it's kind of like 
and I love the element of surprise. And so every other month, this gift box will come, little subscription box. And if someone doesn't like what's in it, then they can send it off as a gift. But it's just kind of an added thing to the coaching. That sounds fantastic. And so the best way for people to contact you if they're interested is your website? Yep. My website, um, just lindacormier.com. And then I'm also getting help from people who know a little bit more about social media. So on Instagram is where I tend to have been putting some more things. So you can always direct message me on Instagram. It's just my name. Okay, good. And for the listeners, it's L-Y-N-D-A. C-O-R-M-I-E-R. But I will, of course, put all of Linda's links right there in the show notes for you. So Linda, before we go, I would love for you to just share some last words of advice for my listening moms and stepmoms. Maybe you have a special message for all of our wonderful moms that are listening today. Well, you're my heroes. I mean, honestly, I think it is one of the most heroic critically important jobs that there is, is to raise our children with, with roots and with wings. Um, and I, one of the things I've kind of known for is this quote that says, open your mouth and your heart at the same time. And whether it's in a relationship with your family or a relationship with yourself, when you open your mouth and your heart at the same time, you can't disconnect from love. And for me, that's really the most powerful, important form of energy in the world on the planet. And When it comes to relationships with our children, I can promise you that no matter how hard something has ever been, that if your desired outcome is to have a great relationship with your children, it is beyond possible and it's magic. Mm. Thank you so much, Linda, for coming on the show. Thank you for bringing your light and positivity and your beautiful messages to us. Thank you. Yeah. Now, listeners, I know that you liked what you heard, so be sure to go check out Linda's website. Just because we're moms doesn't mean we have to miss out on our own hopes and dreams, and I hope that you got that message loud and clear today. If we want to change the world, we need all of us and the best versions of ourselves as well so that we feel fulfilled. We need to be find our happiness and our passion if we want to be a great mom. And then we can, you know, share that with our kids. So I invite you now to just dream a little bit. Think about what you want, what makes you happy, what makes you joyful. And then I dare you to just step into it. And if you need some help, why not see if Linda is just the person that you need to help you step into your purpose. Thank you so much for listening. Happy Mother's Day to all of you amazing ladies and to you as well, Linda. Thank you so much. You too. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.